I don't do this very often, but somebody was asking me why I call it Wednesday night hour of power. When I was an 18 year old Bible school student, a freshman, I was praying and I, I was talking to a bunch of guys. We were at the prayer, we were down at the prayer room. And uh, I said, well, if I ever pastor, I'm going to have a Wednesday night. I'm going to call it Hour of Power. That was in 19, and that was in September of 1958. And uh, so that's why I call it Hour of Power. Now somebody said, well, why is that? Well, you know, I was born on a Sunday morning. I was in my dad's church the next Sunday. That was one, I was one week old and I've been in church all my life. And I sat and endured many, many Wednesday nights that went way too long. And I decided if I ever pastored, I wasn't going to allow that to happen. So that's why we have our power. Okay. <laughs> I, I haven't told that in a long time, but some of y'all knew that, but some of you didn't. Turn to Ecclesiastes 3. I'm going to read some scripture here. As most of you know, on Wednesday night, I try to do something that you can use for both natural and spiritual or natural and supernatural. You know, I'm always talking about that. We're, we are a two-track being. We are a spiritual being living in a natural world. And I have a saying, the natural and the supernatural coming together make the explosive force for God. It's not all natural. It's not all supernatural. And by that time, everybody should have found it. I see Jay's done it on the front row so I can start reading. <laughs> for everything, there's a season, a time for every activity under heaven. Time to be born, a time to die. Time to plant, time to harvest. Time to kill, time to heal. Time to tear down and a time to build. Build up. A time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones a time to embrace and a time to turn away a time to search and a time to quit searching a time to to keep and a time to throw away a time to tear and a time to me a tear and a time to mend a time to be quiet and a time to speak a time to love and a time to hate a time for war and a time for peace and I was reading from the NLT I forgot to tell you that now this is probably one of the, if not the most quoted scriptures when it comes to dealing with change. And that's what I want to do. I want to use this as the scripture basis for what I say tonight. It's just, just call it change. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Hello. Also, another statement. We that you might've heard is change is inevitable, inevitable. This is true. This statement is truer than many want to admit. You know, somehow some people have imagined that it's possible to live without change. Has anybody found that to be a possibility to live without change? No. To live is to change. And any thought that 
we can avoid change in life is pure, pure foolishness. Now, you can try to resist change and try to stay the way that you are, or you can release to change and live the life to the fullest. There's a saying that goes, nothing changes if nothing changes. And if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll keep getting what you've always got and will keep feeling the way you always felt. This is a true statement. If you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting change, it won't happen because you have to change to get a different result. Albert Einstein made this statement. He said, the definition of insanity or crazy is, I'm adding that because some people don't understand insanity of being crazy, is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Nothing changes if nothing changes. If you keep doing the same thing, it's going to be stay the same way. You know, some people are stuck in a rut. Now, the definition that I'm going to use for a rut tonight is a fixed, usually boring routine. If you continue to do the same thing in that rut, you'll stay in that rut. Unless you change, you'll be stuck in the, that rut, spinning your wheels, going nowhere. I've been stuck in a car in the black land of north central Texas. I got anybody here from the black land of north central Texas? That, that black gumbo, when it gets wet, it will stick to you. In fact, in the real hot summer times, that, that it, it dries up so much, you have to go out and put water around the foundation of your house because it, it, down in that part of the country, now it's different now, but back when I was a kid, all the houses built with it had a crawl space underneath it. And, and during the summer, you could crawl underneath there, but whenever, whenever winter came and that, 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 that would just expand, that, that dirt when it got wet. And I'll tell you what, you can spin your wheels trying to get out and all you do is dig the rut deeper and deeper and deeper until the car is sitting right down on the chassis and you're going to have to get a tow truck to get you out. Unless there is change, people stay stuck in the same rut and they continually do the same thing over and over again going deeper and deeper, wanting to get out, but they don't want to change. Now, why do people refuse change? Either because they're comfortable where they're at 
and they don't want anything to interrupt it. Or they're afraid of not being in control. Woodrow Wilson, most of you know who he was. He was the 28th president of the United States. He, he gave a wise warning one time in a statement. He said, if you want to make enemies, try to change something. Like I told you, I've been in the church all my life. And I'm going to tell you what, I have seen people get highly upset because the pastor wanted to change some things. When I was associate pastor, my father-in-law, I think everybody's gone that wouldn't know anything about this, so I can, I can say this. We, we had... They had started it years ago, and then it was a six o'clock prayer meeting. Well, it would end up, it would only be me and him there and one other man. So he, he would say, well, you know, since nobody's coming, we're going we're gonna to just pray at home. Well, everybody, oh, you can't, you can't change that. You can't change. We got to have that. And then people would come for about two weeks. And then it was back to me and my father-in-law and this other man. Finally, he was talking to me and he said, son, I'm going to tell. And he told the, the other guy's name that he can keep coming and praying. But I said, nobody else is coming. So uh, we, don't, we don't have to go. And you know what? Nobody ever said a word. But man, if you got up there and was going to change it, woo, everybody got in. Anybody ever been in a church when that's happened? They want to change something? I've been around places where if they wanted to change the, the way the, the, the platform was organized, that they got highly upset. You know, they want to move, you know. Like they might decide to move the drum cage over here and change everything around. Well, somebody said, would that bother you? Don't bother me. I don't care where they play from. I'm going to preach the same message. I don't care what they do up here. That's what I, people, I, I have people all the time ask me, ministers even, man, how do you stand it with all of that? They have all that fog and, and, and all them lights and all that. I said, that don't bother me none. I don't care. I said, it's not going to change what I preach. I said, if it's going, if it's going to cause somebody to come, bring it on. Anyway, all that, all that does when they have that haze, all it does is enhance the lights. That's all it does. I mean, you know, and somebody says, oh, <coughs> that's dangerous. No, it's not. It's just the water vapors. All it is. So don't worry about it. Okay. <coughs> We're talking about change. Change is threatening. In the natural and on the spiritual side. <clears throat> because change brings with it a level of uncertainty. And because of the uncertainty, people get a, 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 an attitude of fear. You know, 
That's the reason a lot of people don't ever make advancements in the natural. Sometimes it's because, well, I don't know what it's, I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know. Well, hey, you're never going to find out until you try. You know, actually, Second Timothy one seven tells us, "For God's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind." Therefore, we should not be fearful of change. However, because some people fear change, they unconsciously and sometimes consciously become ineffective and irrelevant to everything that's going on. And they miss stuff in the natural and they miss out on stuff that God has for them because they're not willing for a change. Hello. You know, many people, because they don't want change and they refuse, they refuse to change. I've seen this happen to individuals and marriages and businesses and organizations and churches. I've said, watched it happen. You know, it was a life changing when I made the decision that I would leave the associate pastor's job at my, with my father-in-law and come to work for dad. It was, Lynette, I'll tell you, it was a, it was a change and we didn't really know what to expect. We wondered, and after I got here, I wondered if I made the right decision. But you know what? I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't gone through changes all the way through from the time that I went into Bible school till this present time. And I still have, I still have some people that ask me, so well, look, you just ch- you changed. You used to wear a suit and tie and all that. And I had one person tell me one time, cause I didn't wear a suit and tie anymore, I'd lost the, I'd lost the power of move, moving of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know what I said to him? I said, did the disciples, the apostle Paul and Jesus wear suit and tie? And he didn't even answer me, he just turned around and walked off. See, many people in today's world, even in the church world, have been resistant of change. Well, as far as I'm concerned, if we can change something that might attract somebody that I can preach the gospel to, I don't have any problem with it. Hello? How many understand what I'm talking about? See, many people miss it, miss out in the natural world because they're afraid of change. You know, unfortunately, when Christ came, they were looking for a Messiah. But it wasn't the way they expected it to come 
and they weren't willing to make a change, therefore they missed the blessing that could have come to them if they would have accepted Christ as the Messiah. They clung, they, they looked at their traditions and clung to them and missed an opportunity for change. You know, many people will hold on. Now, some traditions are good, but there's some traditions that as time goes, need to, they need to change. But some people don't change, you know. Sometimes, one a reason that some people don't want to accept Jesus as Savior because they don't want to make a change in their lifestyle. Now, there's a lot of people today that are going through the motions of Christianity by going to church and hearing a feel-good sermon, but they never have a life change. Nothing ever changes. Come on now, don't sit there and look at me like that. Let's look, let's look at, and you all know it, Second Corinthians five seventeen. you can quote it. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. To me, that's saying change. Hello? Is that not saying change? The simple interpretation of this scripture is change. You know, traditions and rituals are effective as long as they're relative, relevant. But refusal to change when something needs to change is called stubbornness. Some people, someone said it. I don't know. I didn't go check it out. I'm just saying what they said. It may be true. It may not. I don't know. I'm just saying what they said and read. I read the Bible talks about stubbornness some 28 times and 19 more times it uses the word stiff neck. These words are talking about people who refuse, hey, refuse to change. You know, understand that the promises of God cannot be had when a person will not change. God wants everybody to let go and change in line with the word of God. Did you know there are some people that are born again, but they're not, they're not uh, living the good life because they refuse to let go of some teaching that they heard years ago. One of the things, my wife will tell you this, we both went through it as our fathers were in the ministry. But back in the early days, of course, I, in the 40s and into the 50s, Preacher wasn't supposed to have nothing. 
I got anybody here that remembers those days or I'm the only one? Preacher, get a new car. Everybody in the church, well, look at there. Wonder where he got the money to do that with. What's he doing driving a new car? And yet all of them had new cars. I remember, I, of course, dad left that last church when I was in the middle of my third gear there, but I remember uh, we never did have a new car, but one of his friends from McKinney pastored church in Wiley, Texas, R.D. Nance was his name, and uh, he was always dealing around with cars, and dad, would, dad went up there, and I never will forget it. He went up there, and we had an old 38 Chrysler, and he just had gotten a hold of this 36 Packard and it was in, it was in, you know, great condition. It's 10 years old, but it's in great condition because uh, a lady had had it and she had had it parked in her garage there in Dallas and uh, it hadn't been driven very much. And so we got, to, we got that. And I remember he come back <coughs> and the church was right here and our parsonage was right here. There's about three or four feet between our kitchen window and you could look right into the window of the church right there. And uh, I remember we got that, we drove back there and people drove in and saw that 36 Packard sitting there, all shiny black. And they said, my goodness, look at that brother Hagin. He, he traded cars. My goodness, he's, he don't need to be trading cars. His old car was good enough. <laughs> I'm serious. See, we need, and, and many people don't, they, they won't change, so they, they're not getting some blessing because they're refusing to change. When the truth never changes, well, while the truth never changes, I mean to say, times change, people change, situations change, methods change. So when our traditions are no longer relevant, we need to be open to change. Hello? You know, the truth never changes. The word never changes. But Things changed. Methods changed. I mean, we can change a lot of things, but I'm not going, this is not going to change. What I preach is not going to change. What I believe is not going to change. I don't care what somebody says. Now, we need to be open to change, Right? in every area of our life, spiritually and naturally. Why? For to live is to grow and to grow is change. People somebody want, wanting to grow, well, you better be willing to change. You know, it, we said this before, and I'll say it again in a different way, it's crazy to continue to do the same thing and think that something different is going to happen. Y'all there, y'all go home. <laughs> y'all awful quiet. Either you're, either you're listening really good or you're taking a short nap. 
Anybody get anything out of this? We all need to realize that unless we're willing to change, things can't change. Hebrews 13, 8, we all know it. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus never changes. God's word never changes. If it's the word of God and it can't change regardless of whose feelings are hurt or what laws are passed, doesn't make any difference. Now, there are some things in our life that will never change. Okay? You can't change the past. So forget about it. Way bye to it. But you can change your present situation that will ultimately bring you a future that you would like to see. You can't change the past, but you can change the present that will get you to your destination. You know, live one day at a time. Enjoy every moment of it because he never changes and we can trust him and we can change in line with the word of God and live life to the fullest. Romans 12, 2. New, uh, the New King James. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now the NLT says it like this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of the world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. This talks about renewing your mind, being transformed. Well, transform means change. Hello? When you have a transformer, you change something. One thing go in, but something else comes out. How many know what I'm talking about? Transformed by the removing of your mind. That means then in line with God's word, you got to change the way you think about things. You got to change the way you talk about things. You know, we're getting to the springtime and we're going to see these little woolly, crawly worms crawling around. What are they called? Caterpillars. Ugly creature. (laughs) But at some point, they will change. There will be a transformation that will take place. And they will become a beautiful butterfly that doesn't, that's flying around. 
that tells us then change in the natural. God is trying to show us that when we change, we become better, both naturally and spiritually. If there hadn't been a change, then it, he would still look like he did. Let's go back. We're going to go back to 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any of be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The NLT says this means that anyone belongs to Christ becomes a new person. Old life is gone. New life has begun. You cannot be in Christ and still watch, do what you were doing before you got in Christ. Why? Because if you're still doing the same thing, there hasn't been a change. Come on now. And if nothing changes, then you don't change. When you become born again, you have, a mind, you, you have a mind that needs to be changed. You have a changed heart and you need to change the way you walk and need to change the way you talk. See, many people, <clears throat> you know, the things you used to do, you can't do anymore if you're changed. I sometimes wonder if people that some people say, well, they've been born again, but I don't see, I don't see any change. How many of you, when you become born again, there was a drastic change in your life and the way you looked, the way you'd lived. Hello. <clears throat> How many of you've noticed some people that, that today that go to church and say they're saved, but there's no change. Anybody know anybody like that? Why? Because there has to be change. There has to be change. You can't go to the places you used to go. Because nothing changes if nothing changes. You know... You got to read the word of God and then change, change the way you think and the way you talk. You got to make up your mind that you're sick of being sick and tired. Then you got to change your confession to what the Bible says. I'm healed by his stripes. You got to make up your mind to start believing and saying what the Bible says. You got to start saying, I was changed from death to life. I was changed from lost to found. I was changed from hurt to healed. I'm changed from sad to happy. See, we need to realize the changes that have taken place and begin to talk about them freely because remember, nothing changes if nothing changes. Heavenly Father, I simply talked to these people for a few minutes tonight, just talking about change. Change in the natural, change in the spiritual. Help each of us 
not to be so stuck in the mud, stuck in our rut, that we're not willing to change in order to see more blessings come into our lives, both naturally and spiritually. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. According to that clock back there, it's 7.58. So next week, if I decide to go over, I got two minutes. I'm going to put it in the credit box. See, I, I put all these minutes in the credit box. So if I go over, then I, then I haven't I haven't done I haven't done wrong because I let you out early the first for the other time. So <laughs> everybody stand, please. I trust you got something and got a hold of what I'm trying to tell you tonight. That if we want to be to receive some blessings, we got to be willing to change. Amen. Listen, if you happen to be in our with us tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ your personal savior I want you to know him or you happen to know what it is to live the life of Christ but you've got off course made a detour and you need to change or if you're here tonight and you know you're born of the spirit but you've never been filled with the Spirit. According to Acts chapter 2, verse number 4, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with tongues, the Spirit gave them utterance. Then as we're dismissed, if that's you on any one of those three invitations, the ladies are here, the men are over here, the prayer partners, they'll pray with you, and you won't leave here like you came. If you need prayer for any reasons, for anything, come to the front and they'll pray with you now. Connection team, go find our first-time guests and take them back to the north lobby for a special gift that we have for them. And if if you're a first-time guest and you happen to be looking for a church home, what do we say, church? Welcome home. Come on and join us. We have a great time serving God together, bringing hope, help, and healing to our world. Amen. Praise the Lord. Don't forget all of the all the announcements, read the bulletin. We want to thank all of you that's on the live stream for joining us tonight. We'll be right back here on Sunday morning at 10 and Sunday night at 6. Turn around and shake hands with somebody and say, I don't know about you, but I'm going to embrace change when it comes my way because I want to live the good life. God bless. <laughs>